1: And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries. And we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Galatians for or against Torah. This is part one of the series. In traditional Christianity, they view that the book of Galatians is making a choice for the non-Jewish believer in Yeshua as the Messiah regarding whether you're going to believe in Yeshua and live according to his Holy Spirit and be led by his Holy Spirit, or whether in contrast, you're going to seek to follow the Torah. And if that was the true choice that we would be making from the book of Galatians, that we choose whether we believe in Yeshua and are led by the Holy Spirit or follow the Torah, if that truly was the choice that we are to make, then obviously you're going to choose Yeshua and being led by the Holy Spirit. But that is an improper choice that traditional Christianity presents regarding how they view the book of Galatians because they don't have the proper Hebraic background to understand the book. So looking at the book of Galatians from a Hebraic perspective, how should we properly see, understand, and interpret what Paul is trying to communicate primarily to non-Jewish believers in Yeshua as the Messiah in the book of Galatians. Well, fundamentally, the book of Galatians is not about if we should follow the Torah as an expression of faith in Yeshua as the Messiah, but the proper way to follow the Torah. So, What would be our choices? Well, we either follow the Torah of Yeshua or the Torah of the rabbis. What does the Torah of Yeshua look like? Well, we are to believe what's written in scripture. That is, we're to believe the written Torah and biblically Torah and the word of God are synonymous terms. And we can see this principle in Isaiah in chapter 2 and verse 3, where it is written, And many people shall go and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So first we need to recognize that biblically speaking Torah and the word of God are synonymous one with each other and so we can see this by cross-referencing Psalm 119 verse 105 with Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23 so in Psalm 119 verse 105 it is written your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path now In Proverbs, in chapter 6 and verse 23 it is written, the commandment is a lamp and the Torah is light. In Psalm 119 verse 105 it says the word is a lamp and in Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23 it says that the commandment is a lamp and in Psalm 119 verse 105 it says your word is a light and in Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23 it says the Torah is light. So the Torah and the commandments and and the word of God are synonymous with each other. So when we believe what's written in the scripture, we are to believe the Torah from Genesis to Revelation. And Torah is the Hebrew word that means the instructions of God. And so the entire Bible are the instructions of of god and so what is yeshua's torah we believe the written word of god from genesis to revelation and his word is to be written upon our heart and that is the new covenant as we can see in hebrews in chapter 8 and verse 10 where it is written For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my Torah in their mind and write it in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. So the Torah of Yeshua is to believe the written scripture from Genesis to Revelation and his word is to be written upon our heart and that is what the new covenant is and we're to follow Yeshua's Torah through the help and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And how does this contrast with the Torah of the rabbis? Well, The rabbis take the written text; they take the written Torah, and they say that outside of their insight and their knowledge, that an ordinary person can't understand the written text, and that the written text should only be understood through their interpretation. And their interpretation, which they say has been handed down from generation to generation, from Mount Sinai and Moses to now is called the Oral Torah. And so the Torah of the rabbis is that the Oral Torah is above or supersedes the written texts. And so the scriptures should be understood through rabbinical interpretation. That's the Torah of the rabbis. And so now let's look in detail what the Torah of Yeshua looks like, given that it is believing the written word of God, which is to be upon our heart and we are to live it out through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The first thing we need to understand as it relates to the Torah of Yeshua is that Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. And we're told in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 that Yeshua saves his people from their sins as it is written. And she, referring to Mary, shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name in Hebrew Yeshua, which means salvation for he shall save his people from their sins. We can see that Yeshua is our savior from Acts chapter five, verses 30 and 31, where it is written, the God of our fathers raised up Yeshua, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Him has God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. Now, Titus chapter two, verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. So, Yeshua saves his people from their sins and he is our savior. Now, given that it's Yeshua who saves us from our sins and he is our savior, if we look at the first part of James in chapter four and verse 12, it is written, there is one lawgiver who who is able to save. The one that saves, that's Yeshua, is also the lawgiver, the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. Now let's look at Isaiah in chapter 33 verse 22, where it says, the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us. So that verse makes four claims regarding the Lord. And one of those four claims is he saves us. And who did we just see is the one that is our savior, that saves us from our sins? It is Yeshua. So let's look at the other things, that the one that saves us is our judge, is our king, and is our lawgiver. Is Yeshua our judge? Well, it says in Romans chapter 14, verse 10, but why do you judge your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Messiah. If we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Messiah, then he is the judge, and second corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 it is written for we must all appear before the judgment seat of messiah that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done whether it be good or bad and so isaiah chapter 33 verse 22 the one that saves us is our judge but the verse also says the one that saves us that is our judge is also our king is yeshua our king well it says in revelation chapter 19 verse 13 and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. His name is called the word of God. Who's the word of God? It's Yeshua. Regarding Yeshua, the word of God, it goes on to say in Revelation chapter 19, verse 16, and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so now going back to Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 22, the verse says that the one that saves us, that is our judgment, judge, that is our king, is also our lawgiver. We saw that Yeshua saves us from our sins. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Messiah, and he's the king of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. So, therefore, that verse also tells us that Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. Now, if we properly understand Romans chapter 10 and verse 4, Paul explains in this verse that Messiah is the goal of the Torah. And so it reads in the King James, Messiah is the end of the Torah for righteousness to everyone that believes. It gives the impression for someone who casually examines the verse that Yeshua did away with the Torah. But if we look at it in the Greek, the word that was translated as end is the Strong's number 5056 in the Strong's Greek dictionary. And it's the Greek word telos. And the Greek word telos means goal, aim, target, or purpose purpose of a thing. So Yeshua is the goal, aim, target, or purpose of the Torah. And so the Torah is going to point you to Yeshua being the Messiah. Now, Yeshua explained in Luke chapter 24, verse 44, that the Hebrew scriptures, which includes the first five books, which we call the Torah of Moses, that it is all written of him. Luke chapter 24, verse 44. And he said to them, all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the Torah of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Now, in john chapter 1 verse 45 it is written philip found nathaniel and said to him we have found him of whom moses and the torah and the prophets did write yeshua of nazareth the son of joseph we can see that given the hebrew scriptures that the torah is written about yeshua that is how it was possible in acts chapter 28 verse 17 and verse 23 that paul was able to share Yeshua from the Hebrew scriptures as it is written. And it came to pass that after three days, Paul called the chief of the Jews together and he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Yeshua, both out of the Torah of Moses and out of the prophets. And so Yeshua not only gave the Torah, but the scriptures are written of him because it says says in Psalm in chapter 40 and verse Seven. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. And that verse is quoted of Yeshua, referring to him in Hebrews in chapter 10 and verse 7. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5, it says, Wherefore, when he comes into the world, and then it says, Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Now, the will of our heavenly father is to follow Yeshua. Yeshua's Torah in matthew chapter 6 verses 9 and 10 it is written after this manner pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so it's the will of the heavenly father that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven but what is his will in psalm in chapter 40 verse 8 it is written i delight to do your will O my god your torah is within my heart and so the will of the heavenly father is that yeshua's torah be written upon our heart and through the new covenant we're told in jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33 and hebrews chapter 8 verse 10 that the new covenant is the torah written upon our heart and so we can see this in jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33 this shall be the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the lord i will put my torah in their inward parts and write it in in their hearts in hebrews chapter 8 verses 8 and 10 it is written for finding fault with them he says behold the days come i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah and this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the lord i will put my torah in their mind and write it in their hearts and so the will of God is the Torah written upon our heart, and the new covenant is the Torah written upon our heart. The Torah says that it is to be written in our thoughts. It is to be written in our mind. Deuteronomy chapter six, verses six and eight, it is written. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart, and you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. That's why Paul said in Romans, chapter 7, verse 25. I thank God through Messiah Yeshua, our Lord, that with my mind, I serve the Torah of God. And so it's not only to be written upon our heart, but it's to be in our thoughts. And we are to think according to the Torah or the word of God. And the Torah of Yeshua is that we're saved by grace through faith. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it is written, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. And Paul also makes this statement in Romans chapter 3, verse 28, as it is written. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the Torah. And it is both Jew and non-Jew who are saved by grace through faith in Messiah Yeshua. Romans chapter 3, verses 29 and 30. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing that it's one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith, and that means the Jews, and the uncircumcision through faith, that is, the non-Jews. Paul explains in Romans, chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, that the righteousness and salvation of God is for both Jew and non-Jew, as it is written. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, or the Jew and the non-Jew. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so Yeshua's Torah is that he gave the Torah and the written Torah. Torah or Word of God is to be on our heart and it is to be on our mind. And the Torah is the will of God. And we're supposed to follow that Torah by His Spirit, and we are saved by grace through faith. And so given that Paul established in his writings that we are saved by grace through faith, both Jew and non-Jew. Then Paul asks this very important question in Romans chapter three, verse 31. Do we, meaning Jew and non-Jew, do we make void, that means to do away with, do we, Jew and non-Jew, make void, do away with the Torah through faith because we've been saved by grace through faith? Now, traditional Christianity says that Paul teaches and primarily they like to quote the book of Galatians to try to make the claim that after you're saved by grace through faith in Yeshua the Messiah, that then you're not to follow the Torah because following the Torah is bondage. And so that's what they say that Paul taught, but Paul answers his own question here in Romans chapter 3 verse 31 and how did he answer the question to do we not follow the Torah because we're saved by grace through faith? He says, God forbid we, Jew and non-Jew, we establish the Torah why do we establish the Torah because sin is the transgression or not following the Torah first John chapter 3 verse 4 and so once Yeshua saves us by grace through faith are we then to live a sinful lifestyle are we then to then live our lives by transgressing the Torah and so Paul asked that question and answered it in Romans chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 what shall we say then shall we continue in sin? Shall we continue transgressing the Torah that grace may abound? God forbid. And So Paul says don't continue to transgress the Torah. Don't continue to sin and live a sinful lifestyle. So if you're not to sin, transgress the Torah, then how are you to live your life? To follow the Torah. And if sin is transgressing the Torah, what is following the Torah? It's righteousness. It is the right way that you are to live your life. It is holiness. And so so then Yeshua said in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Did he say if you want to be saved, keep my commandments? No, because we're saved by grace through faith. And so what's our response to Yeshua in being saved by grace through faith? He says, if you love me, that means a relationship has been established. If you love me, keep my commandments. Well, when Yeshua said, if you love me, keep my commandments, he was making a reference back to Exodus chapter 20. The chapter where we find the giving of the Ten Commandments. And he's making a reference to Exodus chapter 20 verse 6, which says, showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And so who's the one in Exodus chapter 20 verse 6 that says, love me and keep my commandments? The one that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. In Exodus chapter 20 verse 2, it is written, I am the Lord your God, which have brought brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and I show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So when Yeshua said if you love me, keep my commandments, he was pointing those who were listening to his teachings and who knew the scripture, back to Exodus chapter 20, verse 6, and by connection, back to Exodus chapter 20, verse 6, Yeshua was making the claim when he said, if you love me, keep my commandments, that he is Yahweh Elohim, that he's the one that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, and that he's the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So we are instructed in 1 John chapter 2, in verse 6, that he who says he abides in him, he who says he's a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, ought himself to walk even as... Yeshua walked. Did Yeshua keep the Torah? Yes. And so if we walk as Yeshua walked, we're to keep his Torah as well, given that he gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So fully walking in Yeshua's Torah is the same as walking in love. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2, it is written, and walk in love as Messiah also loved us and gave himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor and then in second John chapter 1 verse 6 and this is love this is loving God that we walk after his commandments or follow his Torah and this is a commandment that you've heard from the beginning that you should walk in it Paul taught in Romans chapter 7 verse 12 that the Torah is holy the commandment holy just and good he also wrote in first Timothy chapter 1 verse 8 for we know that the Torah is good Paul explained in In Romans chapter 7, verse 14, that the Torah is spiritual. For we know that the Torah is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold unto sin. So the Torah is spiritual, but I'm the one that's carnal. And so, because I'm the one that's carnal when I don't follow the Torah, Paul then went on to say in Romans chapter 8, verse 6 to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Well, if the Torah is spiritual, to be spiritually minded is For his Torah to be written upon our heart and our mind and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how are we to follow Yeshua's Torah? How are we to walk in his Torah and walk as he walked? We follow his Torah by following his spirit. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject Galatians for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.